Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Rosecast. Thank you for listening, as always. Hope everyone is feeling good out there, refreshed, ready to tackle the rest of this season of Bachelor in Paradise. With yours truly, Tim Kennedy. This is a dope intro, AB. And with me, as always, it's kind of solemn. Alex W. Bradford. Is it solemn? Super serious entrance. Can I, can I ask you a question before we get started? Yeah. Did you watch all of the show this week? Did you watch both episodes? Did you skip yes. a huge swat? You sure? Watched four hours. Yep. What do you, what do you want, a cookie? That's your job I say, here. I would say I watched it one and a half times. So here's how. Here's what happened. The first night, Monday, Trump came on halfway through. So, and he gave like a 20-minute speech on whatever. And my recording stopped at the two hour point so i missed the last 30 minutes or whatever of night one night two i had too much stuff going on my dvr oh in bachelor of paradise was the last thing i added so i didn't get so i didn't realize that until about an hour into that so i watched the yesterday i watched the last hour li- with it live but I missed the first hour. And the first night, I missed the last 30 minutes. So then today, I went back and watched everything on a continuous three and a half hour loop. Man, that's like you're basically a war hero in the Bachelor yeah, Recap I mean, podcast game. I mean, there was a lot, it was a lot of uh, things trying to stop me from watching Bachelor in Paradise this week, but I made it happen. I'll tell you what, the, I don't know the ratings numbers and all that, but I feel like. The difference between The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise is they'll preempt BIP for just about anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like if there's yep. a cat that needs rescued out of a tree in your local town, the news will preempt The Bachelor in Paradise. I just feel – I get the feeling it's not that – it's not as important as the flagship franchise. Um, yeah. But anyway, we got a lot to – we actually do have a lot to cover this week. Thankfully, they hit us with an, an hour out of the four hours with that in-studio stuff – with Carly and Evan and Demario and some others that we probably won't talk about that much. We're going to try and keep it to the island. And then we have the debut of, um, I don't want to call it Dear Prudy. I really don't because I feel like we're going to get hit with that cease and desist. You know what I mean? Well, and Dear Prudy didn't hit. 
with no, anyone. No, I didn't. I mean, obviously, if you knew who Prudy was, you would have been rolling on the floor laughing. You would have been tweeting at us. You would have been saying all this stuff about how you loved Prudy. But we didn't get any of that. So I don't think anyone knows who Dear Prudy is. That's kind of shocking, too, because I'm certain that we have a large contingent of, like, 47-year-old mothers of three. People that would love Prudy. If I don't understand how there was an overwhelmingly positive reaction to Dear Prudy. I don't either. I don't. Weird. You know, I, when we brought it up, I was kind of like, this isn't going to hit, but I was secretly in my head saying, there's going to be like a small contingent that's going to really love this. Yeah. So for now, we'll call it Ask AB. If you can come up with something better, let us know. AB, let's cruise through this here. Um, I... I I, I I try to tell myself when I'm watching this, don't take that many notes. You know, this isn't that serious. You don't have to break down every scene. And then inevitably, I end up with seven pages of notes. Uh, so if we're going to have the Ask AB segment, we're going to have to skip through. Give us, bear with us. We're still trying to figure out the best way to cover this show. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, beginning of episode three, Monday night's episode, Dean and Christina dominated this episode, AB. There mm-hmm. was... There was that weird scenario here, uh, unlike every other season, where they had a break for a week, two weeks. So that means they all went home and people hung out. They moved forward as if they weren't going to have Bachelor in Paradise anymore. So some of them pursued the relationships off screen. And Dean Dean apparently visited Christina in Kentucky. A lot of awesome dramas coming from this, too. Like, a bunch of different stories. Like, Adam and Raven had a thing, kind of. And yeah. it turns out Sarah was somehow a part of it. There's, They should do this every season. Halt production. <laughs> Send them home to somewhere else where they can do... Where they can, you know, test things out without the cameras and then bring them back. That's yeah. what they should do. It's good. So it's, d- it's helping. Dean and Christina, everybody's favorite couple from week one, is now suddenly... On the rocks in week two. And you got to think immature Dean. It's all Dean's fault. It's basically all Dean's fault. We'll get more into it later. But at this point, I was thinking probably too quick to go meet Christina's family at home, you know, a week after they met. I mean, that's quicker than even the Bachelor Bachelorette. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The first big arrival. There are two big arrivals this episode. Uh, Adam shows up. Our guy, Adam, who was barely on screen during Rachel's season, but is here to get some shine. Adam is sneaky. I think everyone likes him more than they than they give him credit for on his season of The Bachelorette. Um, I don't think he got much screen time, but I think how long he stayed there shows that he did have a little something to him. You get the feeling that if it were up to him, he would have nixed the whole Adam Jr. thing. You know yeah, I mean? like Adam Jr. got more screen time than the living, breathing Adam. So, yeah, I mean, well, you got to remember all of the things, all these props and stuff come from they don't come from the idea of the contestant. It's all producers. So yeah. this wasn't his idea. And once it started, I'm sure he can't get out of it. So Adam shows up at the time he showed up. Raven was probably the most hotly pursued free agent on the market, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Robbie wants to get with Raven. Ben Z wants to get with Raven. They at that point, Ben Z and Raven are kind of almost spoken for, but not really. Mm-hmm. Adam shows up and says, you know what, I'm gonna go after I'm gonna go after Raven. And they go on they go on a date, AB. What do you what did you think of the Adam and Raven date? And maybe Ben Z's kind of freak out that he's on the rocks now. Maybe we'll be a, a two nighter in paradise. 
these guys have chemistry. You could tell there was something, a little something outside the show that they weren't showing to us. So it's a good date. It was a good day. He, you know, he put all his eggs in that one basket too. If he didn't get a rose from Raven, I mean, he was he was toast. Eight. You're talking sixteen hours on the on the island or the I beach mean, or whatever. If we're talking best opportunity to get a rose, it was not Raven. No, that he should have chose. He could have chosen any like Danielle or Lacey yep. or uh, freaking Amanda. She he, she could have chose or Alexis. She could have chose any of those four on a date, and you you probably would have guaranteed yourself a rose. But he swung for the fences, swung for the girl he really wants. Raven, yeah, kind of worked out. They had it. They had a, They really did have a good chemistry. Now, did they? Did they know each other from before? I'm confused now. Adam and Raven met each other from the. So I think they sent them back, and for some reason they were all in Dallas together. Maybe they flew through Dallas for, a, and they were there for like a day and a half, and that's when Adam and Raven started talking. So that is bizarre. We'll talk about yeah. it when Sarah comes in the picture, but. Apparently, they hung out. They all met each other for the first time, these Bachelor Nation people, and they all, like, stayed at Adam's house. Yeah. Weird. There was not a lot of uh, explanation as to how that would occur or why that would occur. Um, And also, my question is, wouldn't Adam mention to Raven, like, I might be on Paradise if they started back up, or, like, I'm... I was supposed to be on Paradise. Like, how did they not I talk think, about that? I think they. I think she knew okay. that he was going to be there. I think he was. I think. I think that she knew beforehand. So, why does Ben Z like? He keeps thinking him and Raven have this strong relationship, and all he can really come up with is that their dog. They both have dogs. The dog thing with Ben Z is too ben much, Z, man. It's too much with the dogs, man. It's not even a gimmick, like. Jokey thing. No, he's dead serious. About he's his dead dog. serious about these dogs. It's and he not thinks a, because they both have dogs, it makes them a suitable couple. He is as serious about his dog as Kenny is about his ten-year-old daughter. You know what I mean? It's just yep. it's you're too serious. It's just a dog, and it's eight months old. All right, this is coming from two dog guys. Yeah, yeah I'm a dog. Well, yeah, I'm a dog guy, and I wouldn't. That's not the first thing I would tell people about myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a dog, and my life revolves around him. Like hmm. <laughs> we're talking about red flag. Um. Benzie's a good guy, though. We'll say that the dog thing is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the cocktail party. My first cocktail party as a as a Bachelor in Paradise viewer. Um, big tsunami coming. Th- I got a lot of notes on this cocktail party because I was very entertained by this. Ab, the cocktail party was way more interesting than any rose ceremony that I've ever seen. There's so much going on. It's like five shows at once. It's like five Bachelor Bachelorette shows at once, basically. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of fun. It was fun to watch the guys literally grovel for roses, beg for roses. That's great. I enjoyed it. There were so many girls and guys in this rose ceremony that we weren't sure who they were going to give the rose to. Um, that, yeah, like you said, there were, people were begging for roses, essentially. The rose ceremonies on the, on the Bachelor Bachelorette usually come down to like one or two people that are up in the air. This was like five, five people I didn't know. I was There was drama on five of the roses, it seemed like. It was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Benzie and Raven talked for a little bit. He bored her with the dog bit. Then Adam uh, Adam showed me that he's – Adam might have like super gay maybe. Like he did the dancing bit. He, yeah. I think he swept Raven off her feet right there. It was good. Yeah. The salsa dancing, it worked. 
What do you got on Robbie and Amanda's, uh, I'll call it a debacle? Robbie, I mean, scrambling for a rose, uh, (laughs) fucking turns his attention to the second fakest person there besides himself, Amanda. (laughs) Um, Little little Instagram sleuthing. Amanda, I think, has the most Instagram followers of anyone. Like, Raven has almost 800,000. Amanda's got 1.1 million. And we know that's a big thing for Robbie. Listen, people love Amanda. People probably weren't happy about Rivenet B dragging her through the mud last night. But for you, Amanda, apologist, I stand by what I said. <laughs> and I do not apologize. The truth absolutely hurts in Amanda's case. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it hurts. too much. It's too much. You get you get one her go number, around. Her, her first season on Knicks, I was a fan of Amanda. Then she came on Bachelor in Paradise and fell in love with the biggest scumbag there, Josh. <laughs> that ends up not working, and she comes back again. Come on. It was is kind of jarring to see Robbie, who came in last week. Cock of the walk, running the yep. show. I can have any girl I want. To see him really, truly scramble. To see, like, you could see it in his eyes. He was shook. He was shook that he didn't have Raven even out of his hand. And now he had to go for, like, the B squad. Crawling through the mud <laughs> trying to get a rose. Also, I, I didn't notice this much on, uh, what's whose season was he on? JoJo's? Our guy Robbie was was blitzed. Like, he was sauced up, baby. When he was asking Amanda for that kiss, like, his eyes were, I mean, they were half closed. He's, like, slouched over, too. <laughs> can, we, can we kiss? And she's like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the know. underrated part about this is how much time, like, downtime these people have where they're just drinking the entire All day. day. All day. <laughs> the entire day just slamming shots with wells. <laughs> There's no, like, you know, time that they have to travel to a different location. They're not nope. going across the country. It's every day you wake up hungover and drink again. Yep. After that conversation, Amanda tells Alex, who thought he was getting a rose for Amanda, that he's giving it to somebody else, which sent Alex into a tailspin. I love these tailspins that these guys go into. That, that You know, they 20 minutes before the rose ceremony, the rose gets ripped out from underneath them and they got to talk to all these girls that they hadn't talked to yet and they're like oh they pre- they have to pretend that they're like yo i think we re- we get along really good we can I mean, have something alex talks to alexis lacy danielle m and even takes a shot at raven <laughs> with like 15 <laughs> minutes to go it's like dude 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 it's not he was taking some big time hail marys <laughs> shots down the field on these ones what do you make of uh dean and christina Dean doing the stand-up guy thing and saying, like, hey, let's slow down a little bit. I wanted to tell you that before it was my turn to give you the rose. What do you think of that? What's Dean's deal here, Rim? What's the problem? I don't know what his deal is. What's this guy? I I get the feeling he's ruining his bachelor chances, too. Like, people can't be liking what he's doing right now. I I mean, no, what he's doing is not going to help his bachelor chances. It's not going to... He's not gaining any new fans with these moves, but I do think there was some nobility in giving uh christina kind of the option you know what i mean putting the ball in her her court and saying hey i want to slow this down i wanted you to know before it was my turn to give the rose and then you know if i don't give the rose to you i'm that's a super scumbag it was it was the it was a gentleman move to tell her what he was feeling but why is he feeling this why is he so standoffish with her i don't understand it he was all week 
Something must have happened in Kentucky, man. Well, I don't know because Christine even said like Dean came to Kentucky and it was great. I saw the real Dean and I, I that's fantastic. I want to basically spend the rest of my life with that Dean. When we started gone. back, it looked like they were they were tied down to each other, but it, then for some reason Dean just stopped. Rose ceremony. The big, the obvious roses, of course, were Jasmine to Matt, Taylor to Derek, Christina even gave her to Dean. Danielle M. gave a rose to Ben Z, which I thought was a good choice. Danielle M. not really tied down to anybody. Wants to keep Ben Z here after he missed out on Raven. Very nice move. Alexis gives the friend zone rose to Jack Stone. Now I know what you mean when you're talking about friend. I mean, it's pretty obvious what, what the friend zone roses are here. Lacey gives hers to Diggy. And then Amanda gives hers to Robbie. For some reason, Lacey didn't really understand that Diggy was only into her for the rose. They went right over her head. Yeah. She, Lacey appeared very desperate throughout these episodes. Yep. And if, if, so, if she went an hour without a guy pursuing her, she was freaked out and cried. And then if a guy talked to her for a minute, she thought, I'm a, you know, I'm the baddest bitch here. Like everybody <laughs> wants me. There's no like middle ground with Lacey. <laughs> So here are the guys who went home. Iggy, Alex, Nick Santa Claus, and Vinny. Those are the four guys. I don't think the show is any worse without them. Vinny seemed like a fun dude to have around. The seatbelt bit was kind of funny when he couldn't get it going, but <laughs> no, nothing major lost here. What do you think? Yeah, there's there's no – it's none of the show's stars that are leaving this episode. No, they just kind of like wiped off the dead skin and were moving on. Yeah. Um. Speaking of moving on, AB, I mean, you want you want to talk about if Christina, if Dean is a LeBron James level prospect on this show, who would you compare Danielle L to? Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) The guys lose. Every guy lost his damn mind when Danielle L came to. Say what you want about Danielle L. The the woman knows how to pick a dress that will get the people buzzing. Every entrance has a dress that is jaw-dropping. Do not forget on Nick's season, she basically got like four roses from her first dress. (laughs) He was talking about her dresses four weeks after the fact. Nick was super creepy about it. He like, th- yeah, a, a month after the first episode, he's like, Danielle Damn, Ellen, obviously. more <laughs> at the opening night. I'll tell you what, stay woke on this, AB. Did Dean know that Danielle L was coming? I mean, the timing adds up. He was like, hey, Christina, who's the number one catch on Paradise. Hey, Christina, you know, uh, maybe we should slow down a little bit. I'm, uh, we're moving too fast. Oh, what do you know? Three hours later, Danielle L strolls down the All the these stairs. people, in my opinion, all these people know who is coming at some point. Especially after that break, every single person. Yeah, I mean, they all talk. They can all talk to each other. It's a, it's a, it's a family outside of the show. They all talk to each other. They're all no part surprises, of this one. Really? I don't think so. I think they all know who is coming. I don't think they know when they're coming, but they all know who the entire cast list before they show up. Hmm. Well, uh, Danielle obviously has eyes for Dean when she shows up, mm-hmm. and. Dean doesn't say no, A.B. This tension is rising. The world is turning on Dean before our very eyes. What do you make of their date, their ATV date, in the Mexican wilderness? Looks fun. 
chemistry rating? Chemistry was was there. I I don't know about Danielle. I get she seems nice, but it seemed a little shady stealing Dean from Raven like that. Or Christina. She's a little airy. She's not I don't know. She's la- she's one of those girls that just laughs at everything whether it's funny or not. She doesn't have that serious background, that serious this is what I want from this mm-hmm. show uh attitude that Christina has. But maybe and kind of neither does Dean though. So maybe that makes them a better match than Dean and Christina. Yeah. I mean, it's not what we want, but it might be what he needs. You know what I mean? I Listen, their kiss in the forest did hit me hard. I wasn't expecting it. What do you mean it hit you hard? You were bummed out about it? Bummed out. Dean yeah. and Christina, that's the couple I wanted to make it. It's not looking good. I still want them to make it. There's another couple I want to make it even more, and we'll talk about them later. But yeah, I'm I'm still rooting for Dean and Christina. I think this is uh this is like Dean and Christina are like Zach and Kelly. And then, you know, periodically on Say by the Bell, some some good hotter chick would come in or debatably hotter chick would come in and Zach would like play around. Remember when Zach used to date that girl with the leather jacket? Or was that Slater? I don't even know. Nope, that what was, Zach. was I know okay. I know who you're talking about. And yep. Kelly was like, What is this bitch doing? And like this bitch coming in here <laughs> trying to take my man, you know, I'm spoken for Zach. The difference is that they were together for like the uh, ten years, and Dina Christina have been on a date. So, um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of Saved by the Bell, AB, let's go back to the beach. Now, a couple people suggested that we bring back the back of the house transition music, but use the stuff from that season three when they went to Malibu Sands with Stacey Carosi, a.k.a. Uh, Kevin James's wife in Leah Remini? King of Queens. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they went in the summer. Yeah. They formed that volleyball team. Yep. You want to turn this into a Saved by the Bell <laughs> I, weekly recap? I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. Um, but that music is impossible. I spent an hour yesterday looking for it, trying to find <laughs> Because you can't, you can't get out. I mean, I'll do it. I'll figure out a way to do it. But you can't get. There aren't just like episodes or clips from that season on YouTube for whatever reason. You have to pay for them, and it's that makes it harder to rip the audio. But so we'll we'll have to deal with what we got for now. I'm hoping to get some Malibu Sands transition music, and if somebody has that by chance, (laughs) (laughs) if you got an MP3 of the Malibu Sands season of Saved by the Bell transition (laughs) scenes, please, I need that. Please call our phone number. Um, anyway, the back of the beach, Christina's talking, I don't know, one of the Daniel M and it comes out, Christina isn't even interested. Like you, you thought knowing Christina's personality, you think, all right, she's out on Dean. She's going to go get hers with somebody else. She doesn't want anybody else. AB. No, she doesn't, she's, she's not interested in the other guys. She's got a, re- she feels like she has a relationship with Dean and she's, she's confused like the rest of us on why this is not moving forward. When Dean comes back from the day after the. A romantic makeout session on the bluff yeah. top overlooking the ocean. Uh, he was kind of, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that he was kind of exposed. Expose him! <laughs> Expose him! <laughs> it, it's clear that Dean does not, he's not sharp enough to juggle these two. No. He seemed a little remorseful, but his boys picked him back up, Rem. His boys 
told him he did, did exactly what he should do. Diggy, in fact, had the quote of the night. I don't know if you caught that. I forgot what it was. What was it? You did what any man would do. Say yes to the dress. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> quote but of yeah, the listen, night. all these dudes are horn dogs, and none of yeah. them were going to say no. I th- even uh, Derek, when Daniel L. showed up, was like, shit, I might, <laughs> I might bail on Taylor. <laughs> he he's ready to put a ring on it. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> none of those guys would have said no. None of them. Um, but anyway, so you you did mention that he seemed remorseful because he told Christina like, "Hey, we had a little peck. It was more than a peck, obviously. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was, it was way more than a peck, dude. Um, but uh, you know, I thought it was that conversation. It still made me think like, damn, these two are kind of cute. I want, I'm yeah. still rooting for Dean and Christina. Maybe. They're great together. Get out of here, fucking D-Lo. Uh, let's talk about the end of episode one this week. Just one of the most baffling things I've ever seen on this show. Let's let's paint the let's paint the picture for maybe. They're eating s'mores on the beach. It doesn't appear that anyone's drinking. This is like the one night a week that you know they're everybody says let's lay off the tequila for a little bit and and just make some s'mores. Let's recover beach. a little bit. Yeah, just chill out. Um, Dean is sitting with Christina. I think Christina's probably on his lap. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking our snuggled favorite couple up. is back snuggled up. Our favorite couple is back in action. Danielle's right there, and they're snuggled up. I mean, it yeah. seems like Dean's made his choice. He was put. He had his feet up to the fire, had to make a choice, and he chose Christine. And that's what I thought, at least. Yeah, it looked like everything was good in the world. And then a B. Dean pulls an a, a stunning, <laughs> stunning move, unbelievable, a jaw dropping move. When he goes up to the bar and brings back a little piece of birthday cake and gives a speech about how Danielle L. has an inconvenient birthday because of it's between Christmas and New Year's and her half birthday deserves more recognition. And he he wishes Danielle L. a happy birthday in front of everyone. And Christina is sitting there like, what is going on? I don't know how anyone played along. Everyone should have booed this man off the stage. <laughs> In defense of Christine. Dean is playing both sides here, but he's doing it very poorly. He's going to lose both girls at the end. Back to Zach Morris, man. He w- he didn't, do- you know, he'd spend the whole episode playing both sides, but it was behind the other's back. It wasn't in front of everybody. Yeah, at least be a slime ball about it. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. I mean, how how would this work, Dean? He's not even. It's you're putting no effort into hiding this. You know what I mean. <laughs> you can you can nurture both of these seeds, but you can't do it in front of everybody. It's not going to work. Our girl Alexis cursed him out on camera. Called She's, him a little <laughs> bitch, along with something that they couldn't even show, couldn't play us. She was saying words I didn't even know what was going on. And then he goes back and sits next to Christina. <laughs> I mean, hey, can I get a fork? Is I mean. Is this guy serious? <laughs> this is Dean for real right now. Stay woke, AB. This actually might make him a better, this is a little spin zone, make him a better candidate for Bachelor if he has the confidence to brazenly date multiple people at once <laughs> on stage. I mean, that's kind of what you do in the bad. That's pretty good. I guess that's the name of the game. <laughs> stunning. Stunning. But he's ru- I feel like he's ruining the good faith he had with the bachelor audience like yeah he's starting to lose me i'm not not as much a dean fan as i was prior to this episode Ugh. me neither me neither the second episode the tuesday episode this week now with that ending to the monday episode you're thinking all right the dean and christina drama is going to continue that storyline is going to dominate this whole week 
What's the fallout from this crazy move, this unprecedented move from Dean? And the answer is basically nothing. We're going to have to wait to find out. I mean, it wasn't even a focus of the Tuesday show at all. And it makes you wonder, are there almost too many storylines to follow on this show? You know what I mean? There's like six relationships going on at once, people coming in and out. You know, we talk about how much it's four hours a week, but there's almost not enough time. But here's the thing that I was thinking about as I was watching this, because, yeah, there's a lot of storylines and some people, you don't see them for like half, like we didn't see Raven for a large portion of these two nights. And she's one of the most popular people. But that being said, I don't think any of these people have what it takes to carry, you know, a full show like a Bachelor or Bachelorette. And that's why they're not the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah. So you need all these storylines. That's true. Uh, I I will say I am looking forward to Jasmine kind of coming off the bench like James Harden on the Thunder late in the (laughs) second quarter of the season and just (laughs) turning shit upside down. Uh, The Dean and Christina drama went from jaw-dropping to off the table almost. Hopefully it it cooks back up next week. I want to see if Dean can do anything more stunningly dumb than that. Who's Dean going to give the rose to? That's going to be the real question. We don't know. Whoa. I didn't even think, I didn't even cross my mind, AB. Unbelievable. She doesn't give it to Christina? Whoa. (laughs) I think he'll give it to Christina because some other guy will get, I mean, Danielle L is getting a rose no matter what. Like, everyone will basically ditch their relationship for Danielle L at this point. (laughs) So, so he he can give it to Christina, play it safe, and I think Danielle L will still kind of long for him. He's gonna, this ain't over yet, folks. It ain't over. Sarah V, bubbly Sarah V from Nick's season shows up. Um, constant smile on Sarah V's People face forget you. about Sarah Rim. People yep. forget. She's the one who Nick, for no reason, let go crazy early in the season. Did he do it in a rose ceremony, or was that one of those things where he like went to the house, he's like, I'm sending He mom. let her go in a rose ceremony, and it was stunning. It was like the second episode or some shit. And I thought she was, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I picked her as my winner. <laughs> Uh, fucking Nick V. Did you catch when uh, Alexis and Jasmine were talking about Nick V? And I think Alexis called him the worst bachelor in history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Alexis is carrying this show right now. Her and her and Jasmine are going to be the ones carrying this show. Every cut they scene. Have some good bits think, for sure. We need to do like a cut scene count counter to see who gets the most cut scenes because that's <laughs> how you know who someone's carrying the, the show. Alexis is... In between every scene, she's saying something <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that's true. So, so Sarah V has eyes for Adam. Mm-hmm. She comes in. Uh, apparently, they have the the off season history where they literally hooked up three days ago at Adam's house in Dallas, right? And Raven because was the, there. And Raven was there. Crazy. And that you want to talk about? I thought I thought everybody. I mean, this is when I was surprised that. Raven was surprised that about Adam and Sarah V. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sarah V shows up. She says, I, I like Adam. Everybody's everybody. 
because everybody there's so many girls there from next season that everybody's trying to defend you know form a wall around raven and say yeah oh yeah you know go for adam sure but you would love ben z let us tell you about ben z they force her to hang out with ben z and that just turns sarah off to the idea of it from the beginning yeah and like sarah said why don't one of you fucking people date him then that's true yeah because it's not like five married people telling their single friend you should hook up with no. this person it's a y- all you people are single on this and beach. a couple <laughs> of them don't even have any sort of relationship yet and they're telling like amanda why don't you go talk to him if he's so great but sarah v says you know what you know fuck these fuck bitches. She, didn't, <laughs> she didn't say that of course well, ben also he blew it he was just talking about his dog again when she went up and talked to him so he absolutely blew it she wasn't if into it, that so, if Sarah V turns her frown upside or turns her smile into a frown, you're really boring because <laughs> she'll laugh at anything. Um, so Sarah asks Adam for the date. Adam agrees. Raven's pissed. She says if he comes back and he's into Sarah, I'm done. Okay, that's fair. What did you make of Sarah and Adam's date, though? It didn't seem like as much chemistry as Raven and Adam to me. Really? I mean, I like Sarah. She seems fine. But she's she's pretty forward. Yeah, she was she was very forward with what she she wanted out of this. So maybe too forward. Basically, mm-hmm. after their kiss on screen, like during their kiss, she was talking about like wedding plans in between. It's <laughs> like it was a little it was too quick. Uh, I'm not sure. Adam, I'm not sure that's what Adam wants. I that's what I, that's kind of what I'm, I was feeling is I don't think I feel like he's going to go back to Raven. Yeah. Me too. How, pause. How bizarre is it that Adam, who was barely, who's got less screen time than his voodoo doll puppet, is like a hot ticket item on Paradise? This show, yeah. it just takes thing, takes your perceptions of these characters from the franchise and just turns it upside down. And it's jarring to see Adam as like the guy all the girls yeah. want. Yep. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
From there, we go on to Lacey. Hey, B. Now, would you say Lacey is the annoying one if you're going to give her a title for this season? Would you say she's the annoying character? Well, I'm trying to think of a better word to describe Taylor. Um, She's terrible, and she's annoying anytime she's on the screen. So I'd probably consider her, yeah, one of those two. At least Taylor... Taylor's annoying in that uh, look at me, I found the my man, I'm so happy. Lacey's <laughs> annoying for the other end of the spectrum, which is Lacey just strikes me as like the queen of self loathing on this mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. this cast. And I do kind of feel bad for her because I think the problem is that like no one likes her. <laughs> like none of the girls really are that good of friends with her. She seems might be maybe outside the main group of Nick Season's yeah. friends, so I agree. I and what do you know? She gets a date card. What did you make of her choices for surveying people to take on a potential date? She went from Ben Z to Matt, who is betrothed to Jasmine. And then only then, after a bunch of people tell her to ask Diggy, does she talk to Diggy, even though she doesn't really like Diggy? I mean, Lacey is basically just trying to begging the guys to go on an actual date with her and not have it be a friend date. But all the people she goes up to are like, nah. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm into it as more of a friend. <laughs> some, t- some tough conversations to watch yeah. there. What'd you think of Lacey and Diggy's date, though? Now, D- Diggy, I think, was taking one for the team here. You know, he, <laughs> he, knew, like, he knew he doesn't want to end up with Lacey when all is said and done, but he's not going to say no. He can't afford to say no. He doesn't have any fallback options, so I think no. Diggy had to do this. Jorge's back, Rim. For me, he never was here, so. <laughs> Jorge's got a real nice setup for him. Real nice. Does do they normally portray Jorge as like a lingering weirdo like they did here? Or... <laughs> they, and does he usually do tell stories like that? Portray him I mean... as like a guy who doesn't quite get it. You know, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he doesn't. He's not understanding and picking up on the clues. What do you think of the date, though? I mean, these two they they made out. I mean, the things were looking sunny for L- Lacey. Of course, fell in love with Diggy over the course of this date. <laughs> went from uh, "fine, I'll ask Diggy" to "I just never thought I'd meet someone like him." <laughs> <laughs> I love Paradise. Let's talk about Danielle M. Maybe I would love to. You've you've been a Danielle M. guy since the jump. I was for a while too. She turned out to be a little too boring to win Nick's heart. I think. Yep. Um, but she's she seems genuine. Like she's not here for the Instagram. She's not here to shill tea. She's not here to do this professionally from now on. Uh, she seemed just. I want to find a boyfriend, and if if one pops up here, I'll be happy. She didn't think any of these guys were going to work out for her, so she decides to leave Paradise. Has that does that happen frequently? Yeah, sometimes. The twins last year when I was watching left. Because, and it was not at a rose ceremony, they just left because they didn't have, you know, any connections with anybody. So it happens. The thing is, though, Danielle does have a connection with somebody, A.B. Yeah. He goes by the name of Wells, the bartender. The legend. Both from Nashville, been friends for a while, have the one-day history from a couple years ago, but Mm -hmm. went to the friend zone after that. I mean, the... The makings of a great long-term love story are there between Wells and Danielle. They both seem to really admire each other. 
both stand up people. Wells, Wells with the classic charming Wells line of she's too good for me, man. That's mm-hmm. just, you want to get the lady's heart to melt. You got to say yep. that about another girl yep. to a guy behind it. the, the, the contrast between with these two talking about each other to other people. Great, I know, great job by Bachelor in Paradise selling that to us. Cause in 15 minutes, I went from not knowing these two liked each other to wrapped up in the love story, the likes of which I've never seen before. <laughs> the, those two have some sparks, undeniable sparks. Dominique shows up literally 10 minutes after Lacey and Diggy get back from their date. Immediately, everyone tells Dominique, you got to hook up with Diggy, led by Taylor, playing matchmaker. And of course, do you remember? Do- I don't even remember Dominique much from next season. Yeah, she I do remember it. Uh, she was she was on like a group date. And she got super mad at Nick because he didn't show her enough attention on like it was like a 15 to one group date. (laughs) And she was mad that he wasn't giving her enough attention. And that's what basically sent her home. Don't remember that. And I tell you what, A.B., Lacey was really bent out of shape about Dominique coming into her territory when you consider the fact that three hours earlier she was surveying other guys. Diggy was basically her third choice to go on this date and now she's acting like Dominique's coming in and stealing her husband. To be fair though, Rim, if you take someone on a date and like you're making out on the beach and go on a romantic date, I think it's fair to ask that they don't go on another date that day. Yeah, I, I, I while I was watching, I thought it was the next day. No, it's that. that. Day. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I think it's fair of Lacey to expect Diggy not to go on any dates and kiss any other girls that day. This is such a fun show sometimes, man. I tell you what. Um, and not only that, Diggy was like very excited, clearly more excited than he was to go on the date with Lacey, mm-hmm. which that had to hurt. When when Dominique is reading the card and she, while she's picking Diggy, she goes, she goes, let's get steamy. And then Lacey looked at the camera like Jim Halper, like, can you believe this? <laughs> the interesting part about Bachelor in Paradise is... Like I said, I think they know who's all going to be on the show. So I think they go in thinking like, this is the person I want to have a relationship with. But if that person isn't there at the start, you have to, you know, claw your way through rose ceremonies until that person gets there. And that's what it seems like Diggy did. He, like he knew Dominique was coming. She he, she was his number one choice. Yeah. He was going to be with Lacey until she got there. Get I some roses it. in case Dominique's not there for a while, but you got to keep your head there, above water. Dropped. Yeah, I love it. It's a good show. Sometimes. This show yeah. can be very good sometimes. Very yeah, entertaining. People forget. What'd you think? So what'd you think of digging Dominique's date then? Two fashionistas. Way more chemistry. The Way strawberry chemistry. bit, the kissing, the the hot tub. I mean, <laughs> good for the- Diggy. Diggy's the first guy I've noticed that has glasses and had to get into like a hot tub. So he had to take his glasses off and couldn't see. I didn't notice that. And that is something I've dealt with my whole life. Yeah. That's what I mean. That was one of the main reasons Rim can't go on this show is we thought the glasses wouldn't be allowed. But no, Diggy took them off. Like glasses are very, uh, a very underrated hindrance. They're a big hindrance. You can't go in water with them. Can't go on water with him, like, can't really, like, go on, like, crazy roller coasters. Like, you used to tell me, ask me, like, Rim, would you go on the MTV Challenge? And I'm like, I can't. I have glasses. There's no. 
<laughs> I can't do any of the things that they do. I can't see. Like if I'm doing the things above the water and I fall into, the, I have to have my glasses off in case I fall into the water. Because if I fall in the water, my glasses go on. They're they're they sink. All right, I'm toast. <laughs> and also, like if you're on the beach and you don't have a shirt on, you just got your trunks on and you have fucking glasses on, you look like a dork. <laughs> Glasses suck to have. That said, I look great with them on. Um, good observation, Ibi. That's why we pay the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Diggy and Dominique. Yeah, I think this couple's going to make it through. They'll probably fade because they probably won't have much drama. Diggy and Dominique, good couple. One more island moment that we need to talk about before we gloss over everything that happened in the studio with Chris Harrison. Okay. Danielle M., she's serious about leaving. She's packing her stuff. Classy, classy girl, genuine. She, she, her approach was strictly about finding love, and if she felt like she couldn't do that, she just dips out. You got to respect that. She said, "The love of my life is not in paradise." She barely talked to B, and I'm about, to, I was about to cry watching her leave. And she's leaving to be with kids in Africa, help kids in Africa, Rim. What a fucking catch, AB. I'm what a good girl. You, I've been saying all along, Danielle's a great girl. I said it in Nick's season. Danielle's saying goodbye to her pals. They're sad to see her go. They wish her the best. There was implicit in all their conversation was like, you could tell that these other people knew that Danielle was a better person than they were. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, we're so happy for you. We can't wait to see you. I'm going to stay here though and fucking drink tequila for three more <laughs> weeks. <laughs> She goes and says goodbye to her pal Wells, her buddy Wells, friend zone Wells. Known each other for a long time. I, at this point, I was like, God, I would do anything for Wells to keep her here and convince her to stay. He walks her out. The stage is set for a happy ending. Great long-term storyline for this franchise. Will they or won't they? It's pure. I mean, as Jim and Pam as it can possibly get, right? Mm-hmm. L- lovable, funny guy, Jim Halpert. Cute, quiet, nice Pam, and Wells is broken up about her leaving. And AB, I thought I I wrote this note. I said I thought they were gonna kiss when they said goodbye because he hugged her and then he went away and he did yep. kiss. But then they kissed AB. What a Whoa, moment! What a kiss! What amazing a kiss! Incredible for the dramatic, incredible kiss. The best kiss I've seen on this sh- any of these shows. Incredible out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I did not see it coming. Like you said, after they hugged, I thought it was over. Wow. <laughs> it was a really good. It was a great moment. It was such a happy moment with yep. two good people. I was yelling at my TV to stop the car and hopefully she'll get out and Wells would run after her and she'd stay there. I I thought they did stop the car. They showed like the taillights at one point. I'm like, are the, are the, are the brake lights coming on? <laughs> I thought for sure it was. I mean, that was a, that was an amazing moment. It was perfectly whether it's scripted or not. I don't care. It was perfect. Oh, that moment was perfect. Maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huge Wells and Danielle M guy. I don't think they're together now because I think I follow Wells on some social media stuff. But man, I I'll be rooting for those kids for as long as I pay attention to this franchise. I've I've I read something that they've been spotted together in real life God, I recently. So. so I hope so. Okay, on to the quick studio set. We're going to talk about, you know, the hour of studio time, I suppose. Um, Chris Harrison's got some people from the show, the cast, and they kind of defend DeMario a little bit, describe uh, what it was like during the shutdown for that that uh, controversy that everybody knows about by now. 
What did you make of this? Were you surprised that they were... It's When they defended DeMario, they weren't saying bad things about Corinne. They were just like, mm-hmm. DeMario was painted poorly in the media. I just felt all this had already taken place. Like, they already had this sit-down talk with Chris Harrison and all the cast. Why did yeah. we... Why'd we do it again? So it was Jasmine, Raven, Diggy, Derek, and why the fuck was Robbie there? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> why was Robbie there about. talking about this? Was he even there when Demario was there? Like honestly, I don't. Yeah. I don't think those two have ever talked. I think it was late. Yeah, to get there. I guess my thing is, yet people jump to conclusions based on stigma and stereotypes when the story came out. Then when more of the truth came out, I don't. I don't know. To me that. I don't have a problem with anything anyone is saying. It sounds like DeMario did nothing wrong and Corinne did nothing wrong, and it was mm-hmm. basically a big misunderstanding. I guess my problem is the way it's being presented by the show, by ABC and the show. You know, from their preview bits, commercials for the season, you know, they've been milking it. They milked it in a couple episodes so far. They had to sit down with the other people. Then they had to sit down with DeMario. And it's literally tune in next week to hear Corinne's side. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. I think everyone's kind of over it at this point. I agree. And it doesn't have the juice. I agree. Here's the other thing about the whole DeMario. So DeMario comes out and talks. I already watched a 75-minute interview with Demario <laughs> on an E! News, and they kind of showed a clip from that. If you want to... We've already all seen it. If you wanted to know the story of it, he already had a way-long sit-down interview. It was a good, good interview. I listened to the whole thing. I didn't need this. I didn't want this, either. I guess if you want to be nice about what ABC's doing, I guess they're giving them a forum to kind of tell their story free of media kind of misrepresentation because there were a lot of things that were totally misrepresented and false we read like that story he described that was way beyond what actually happened you saw that and i think i read it and i you know you believe it because it's on the internet and who's to say it's false well when it when it comes to that topic like sexual abuse uh you know of women you should err on the side of believing it Believing what you're, you're, yeah, what you're seeing, even if it is just internet stuff. But when Corinne came out and said, you know, that she was the victim, that may, you gotta, you gotta tread lightly at that situation. For sure. For sure. It, en- it ends up being a totally bizarre scenario in that no one was accusing the other of doing something mm-hmm. wrong. Exactly. It was somebody, a third party reporting it and the people involved, they didn't feel like anything was wrong. So it just kind of felt like, I don't know if it, it was it was bizarre in that regard. To be fair, I am interested in next week's Corinne interview because I have not heard an actual her side of the story. So I am interested in, in next week. I just it wasn't I'd already seen all of this from DeMario. I had watched this and then a lot more already. Spoiler alert about the Corinne interview. It'll be a letdown. (laughs) I'm sure. But they made it sound... I had read something that Corinne would never be on another Bachelor. I think Rally Steve might have said it, that he didn't think she would ever be on TV discussing it or anything like that. So maybe this this was surprising to me that she was coming on. Reality Steve also said the show might be done forever. I mean, yep. it went from zero to 100 and then back down to zero, basically. Listen, Reality Steve was way off base on this. <laughs> he, yeah. was, he was wrong about it. Um, all right. So that's that. I mean, I guess 
we could talk more about it. Those aren't that's not the entirety of our opinions, but I think I'm tired of talking about it, and I think yeah. people are tired of listening to it. So let's move on. All right, AB. It's our first Ask AB, Dear Prudy, Title TBD, Need Your Opinions segment. Again, a reminder, if you've got an if you've got a question for AB, the historian, if you've got a comment, if you've got some insider juice, those are basically the three things we need. Text or call 773-234-7794, and you can leave a voicemail. It's not anyone's actual number. It's just a Google voice box. So if you if you do that, drop it in there. We get it. We can read it. And it gives you a little more room than, say, a Twitter thread at Rosecast ES if you want to communicate. So, AB, I thought we would get more voicemails. Got a couple we're going to go through one. We got more text. People were texting like I was finna respond or something. That's not going <laughs> to happen. So here we go. Uh, let's start with. Oh, and one thing I want to mention, I, we said, hey, give us, you know, your name and where you're from type of thing. Almost no one did that. So these, are, <laughs> so these are like totally anonymous. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's start with area code 917. Dear Prudy. Brian and Rachel supporters seem to believe that Peter manipulated Rachel in order to make a play to be the bachelor. Supposedly, Peter wasn't into her and he should have taken himself out of the running. To me, it's BS. Garbage. There's so many instances where she as the friggin' lead, all caps, could have hit the eject button on him. Good little writer we got here. Yeah. I'm tired of excuses as to why she can't back up her lies. She was in love with him. Like we said, caught red-handed in love. Mm-hmm. Brian had no idea to the extent, so watching it back, she can't get her shit together. To save face, she needs to continually bury Peter for Brian's ego, similar to what we said on our, our, our uh, finale recap. Very bitter and corny. What are your thoughts? Do you think Peter was manipulating Rachel to become the bachelor or nah, AB. Like we've said, Rachel has been petty this entire post bachelorette season. I can't back up any thing she's doing. We're not fans of her. I'm not a fan of her anymore. Flat out. So yeah, I agree. She's been petty and uh, bitter about this whole situation. Do I think Peter was, Doing this just to be the bachelor. Excuse me. Maybe he's got a little cold, folks. (laughs) I'll try to take those coughs out if I can. (laughs) (laughs) Do I think Peter was doing this for the wrong reasons? I think there's a very good chance that Peter, Peter might have been. But what are the wrong reasons, though? Yeah, being there for any other reason other than to be with the lead after the show. But is wanting to be the bachelor a wrong reason? I mean, when I think of wrong reasons, I mean, like, gaining fame, trying to become an actor, like, no interest in the lead at all. But Peter had interest in the lead. I mean, they were based, they were legit in love. And yeah, maybe he wanted to put himself in a good spot to be the bachelor. I think nothing wrong with that, if that's true. That's a great point. Great point. But I do think he was lining it up so if... It didn't work out. He was going to be the bachelor. I think. Yeah. I think that was his goal. All right. Area code six one zero. I probably should look seven up. is New York City, by the way. Okay. Thank you for looking Let's that up. Shout cities. out to NYC. Area code six one zero. Hey guys, love you. Love you too. 
but celebrity Tinder is called Raya. I thought it was like Tinder Plus. I thought it was still Tinder, but no, it's it's just a cele- it's like a secret celebrity version uh Area 51 stuff. And here's a comment that we got uh, we should have addressed this earlier. Mm-hmm. We got this comment a hundred times. We blew it. We're sorry. All those weddings at the top of episode two were not from Bachelor in Paradise. I said they were. AB didn't correct me. You knew, obviously, that they weren't. It kind of slipped under a radar. Yeah, I've we seen, don't have I saw a couple here. of the seasons. Like, we, yeah. we talked about, uh, number one, Rim and AB were broken up about the mistakes. We strive for perfection, <laughs> and we expect perfection, and we will do better. But when we talked about it. That was a tough day for us. That was a tough day. Tough day. <laughs> Listening back, hearing all the things we sh- fucking screwed up on. Uh, yeah, but it hurt. Like I said, we, I had seen some of those. I Like Ashley and JP, that was the first season I'd ever seen. Uh, JP and Ashley, that's my favorite couple, bachelor couple of all time. So I didn't I, – I knew that, but I, we just didn't catch it. Didn't catch it. I screwed it up. My fault. Um, so we apologize. You're right. Thanks for pointing that out. Where's 610? Pennsylvania. Okay. Shout out Pennsylvania. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Next, area code 980. This is from our guy Harrison, very active in the in the Twitter game, at RoseCastCS. How well is Robbie's haircut covering up his male pattern baldness, A.B.? <laughs> Stay woke. Do you think Robbie's going bald and that's what the hair is about? Listen, Rem, I don't like Robbie. You know that. I think he's the biggest douchebag on this show. Goes without saying. But I don't think his hair, he's going bald rim. I don't think it's covering up. I think it's just a really, really, really expensive haircut. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to do a little more investigating on this front. Um, No disrespect, you're not an expert in white guy hair, and a lot of white dudes have the the hidden, and they hide it with the long hair. I mean, if I look down and you see the top of my head, you see your boy's boys missing some over here, too. So I don't, (laughs) we'll see. People are, more people are bald than you think, I think. Um, regardless, we the, don't like Robbie and we don't like his hair. The question is how well was it covering it up? And I think it's, if it does have male pattern <laughs> baddings, which I don't think he does it, it's covering it very well. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go to area code three zero nine. There's a rumor that Josh, again, no name, <laughs> no name or location. There's a rumor that Josh Murray is actually going to be on an upcoming season of the challenge. This is, uh, have you ever heard of anything more in your wheelhouse, AB? Uh, it's, when it's, you're talking Bachelor in Paradise contestants coming on my absolute favorite show, MTV The Challenge, <laughs> you couldn't have two things that are more in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Instead of champs versus pros, it's going to be all stars with challenge people, some pro athletes, and celebrities as contestants. Shout out to Area Code 309 for Illinois. making AB's day. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um all right, here's one. It's a long one. I haven't read it yet, so who knows if it's wait. Good was or that a question or... or was that telling me? Because I already I was just that. telling you. All right, well, don't be a dick about it. I mean, of course, <laughs> you want to know who else is on that? Season of <laughs> no, Oscars? I don't. I actually don't. Also, they might have sent that like ten days ago. I don't even know. I just put them. I just throw them in the Slack doc and we talk about it. Maybe. Okay. All right, <laughs> chill out. Take an easy. Take an easy. Take a breath here. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna tell me something about the challenge? I don't think so. I already knew that. Josh Murray's on there. Fucking right. To's on there. Uh, All right. All right. Relax. John Johnson. Remember Sean Johnson? Of course I do. Relax. Hey, guys. Area code 215. My name is Rania, and I'm from Philadelphia. Shout out to the process. 
I thought I would share something I know about Derek. Ooh. This is what we like. We like rumors. Totally unsubstantiated rumors. We want this juice. (laughs) This is all alleged, so if lawsuits are coming. Even though I never watched JoJo's season, because honestly, I didn't care enough about her to watch. Very fair. And haven't seen much of Derek until now. I I hear you. I'm just going to keep going. I already know that he is full of shit. Whoa. Oh. Remember remember Olivia Caridi, the villain from Ben's season? Yeah, I'll never forget her. Remember, well, either earlier this year or late last year, her and Derek dated. Mm. Their relationship didn't last too long, and Derek ended up dumping dumping her. His reasoning for dumping her was he didn't want to date people from the franchise. Except now him and Taylor are exclusive. Parentheses, he visited her in Seattle for her birthday after the second round of filming ended. So, yeah, he's full of shit. Also, Olivia was supposed to be on this season of Bachelor in Paradise, so that there can be some drama between her and Derek about the fact that he told her he didn't want to date anyone from the franchise, but she decided not to go on this season. That's all I got. Thanks for the laughs you provide. Love you both. We love you, too. Area code 215. Where is that? Philadelphia. She said so. Shout out to Rania. Um, What do you think, A.B.? Derek, sleazier than uh, objects in mirror, sleazier than they appear. That is fantastic juice. I will say... I don't want any spoilers. You know what I mean? When it comes to the real season. That was a borderline spoiler. If if somebody spoils something for us, we'll get the dogs. (laughs) There's going to be some dreadheads in your lobby, as Chance Rapper says. Um, Okay, last text. Area code 804. It's your boy J-Star. And then three, like, explosion emojis. (laughs) Um, We need a classic Rim and AB top five rankings of the best Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants since Rim has started watching. I like this idea because we were so vastly different in our experience level here. Um, J-Star from Richmond, Virginia, Rim. Here's a hint. Ben, 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 Ben. You're too close, man. (laughs) Um... AB, what do you think? Give us a quick, I don't know, your top five uh, contestants on the show uh, since I've been, since Ben's season. Well, it's not since Ben's. Why would it be since Ben's season? Because since I've started oh, watching. since Rim started watching. Okay. Yeah, pay attention. Um, no, I'm going to give you all. I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you it all. Okay. Sure, go ahead. It's, your, it's our show, I suppose. Number five, Sean Lowe. Okay, I like him. Married on the show. I follow him on Twitter from my personal Twitter account. Yeah. That's how <laughs> Sean Lowe, much I like Sean. Sean Lowe's one of the best guys to ever, like genuinely good guys to do this. And he ended up with it. He, picked, he, did, he had a great season. Number four, Ashley, married to JP. Great couple. Love those two. Ahead of, ahead of JP? Or is that, are they a JP's code? not a, wasn't the bachelor. She was the bachelorette. It, it, no, it's contestants, man. Oh, contestants? It's contestants that's lead. Yeah, Jesus Christ, What's listen it? to the fucking text. <laughs> Number three, Kenny, my boy. <laughs> okay, you're pulling these out of your ass right now. It's a good list, though. Number two, <laughs> I didn't know contestants were going to be on here, but that yeah. made it a lot easier. There's Alexis. only been like four. Alexis, okay, shout out to Alexis. Number one, Ben. All right, um, I'm going to go with uh, Ben is up, up there for me. I'm going to put him at three. Mm. Number five is <laughs> – so I didn't, I didn't prepare with the list. Uh, Kenny's up there for me also. I would – the problem is we have like the same – Same list, yeah. We have pretty much the same list. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that you didn't list that I would list. It's definitely Kenny. It's definitely Ben. 
I, I'm a Matt guy. I really like Matt with ja- currently with Jasmine. That's fair. Um, and then God, who else? Maybe Big Ant. All right, so that's it. Uh, that was week two recap of Bachelor in Paradise. Again, if you want to hit us up on the on the request line, it's seven seven. I always knew that one day I'd end up basically being an FM radio DJ. I didn't think this was the route I was going to take, but here I am with a literal request line seven seven three two three four seven seven nine four. Listen, I loved these requests. Love this. Oh, you know, AB, I'm so silly. I forgot the voicemail. Oh, and I have a request from Prudy. Um, I loved the music that you guys had for Brian, and I'd love to have you guys come up with little theme music for different folks on Bachelor in Paradise so that when you talk about them, you can play their little theme music just like we had with the playa. And uh, love the podcast. Thanks much. Have a great one. Thank you for the voicemail, anonymous person. <laughs> you don't even have your area code. I, I don't know what happened there. It sounded like the first part got what cut What area off. code? That's a good idea. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the, the problem, not the problem, the Brian thing was very unique in that he was on that reality show with the theme. The theme song was so outrageous that we, we had to play it every time we talked about him. It was so early 2000s that it was funny. I like this idea. It's gonna take. It's gonna take some time. I think it would be tough to sit down and come up with a good matching song for everybody. It's gonna take some time. If you have some suggestions for people that are on this show, more importantly, people that are on the next Bachelor, because they'll be around for longer, presumably with all the roster changing that goes on with Bachelor in Paradise. I like this idea. I like the call. Um but man, the Brian thing was just magic. You know what I mean? Like that's gonna be almost impossible to top. We'll be on the lookout for music to associate with certain people because I like the music as well. No doubt. Um, all right, that's all we got. Uh, thank you to everyone who texted and called. Uh, we didn't get to everything, uh, but I think we hopefully we will in the future. Maybe we'll do some bonus pods that are just AB's mailbag type of thing. Um, thank you all for listening, subscribing on iTunes. Stitcher, wherever else, Android people, however you get it, good luck to you. But uh, no matter how you listen, we appreciate it very much. Maybe, is there, are there any sort of specials going on this week, week of August 21st here? Anything major going on that the listeners should know about? We're just wrapping up. It's almost the end of August. We're just wrapping up Refer a Friend Month, Rim. Refer a Friend Week. Mm. During August. <laughs> <laughs> it was Refer a Friend Week. Refer a Friend August. Week, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so please, uh, if you know someone that listens or that watches The Bachelor in Paradise or the other shows, we would appreciate it if you shared the Rosecast with them. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, until next time.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 